Help us cultivate the joy of becoming one in marriage. Teach us to risk being known and lovingly pursue intimacy. Give us courage to be unashamed in our relationship. Enable us to love unconditionally, honor faithfully, and submit to one another humbly. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Do you ever struggle with the words to pray for your marriage when things go wrong or even when things are going right? I often feel like I repeat the exact same words and don't think beyond what is visible to me. God knows our heart and what we need before we even say it, but our proactive prayers here on earth can create miracles and strongholds in the heavenly realms today and in the future. Praying specific prayers for your marriage can change your circumstances and your heart. I met Raylynn Sandvig a year ago and fell in love with her business, Backgate Prayers. Backgate Prayers was created by Raylynn, her daughter-in-law, Kristen, and her backyard neighbor, Lisa. They set out to create simple, beautiful reminders to help families around the world make prayer for their loved ones a daily habit through customized prayer cards. I asked the Backgate Prayer Ladies to join me and share their unique story of how the business came together and to share five marriage prayers to pray for your marriage, your spouse, and your heart. If you've struggled with the words to pray for your marriage, this episode will give you confidence and direction on what to pray for your marriage when you don't have the words to say. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. It's so good to have the Backgate Prayers ladies on the podcast today. Hi, Erica. Thanks for having us. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome. So, Raylynn, you and I had met at an event, and our booths were right next to each other, and I was so attracted to what your product was, these beautiful prayer cards. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have you on the podcast. And then a year went by, and so now I'm finally having you and the other ladies on the podcast. So it's finally just awesome to be able to connect with you. And I was so attracted to your product because as Christians, we know that prayer so important. We know it's something that we should do, and it just creates miracles and changes lives, but we often find ourselves at a loss for words, um, especially like what scriptures to pray, the words to say to really embody what we hope for them um, and bless them over, you know, saying prayers over our loved ones. And the three of you actually set out to change that by creating your company back prayers. Um, And you make curated sets of biblically-based prayers written specifically for children, grandchildren, and marriages and married couples with accompanying scriptures and references. And so we are going to focus on that today, really focus on marriage itself for uh, the portion of prayers that we talk about. But before we do that, I would love for each of you to really start by sharing who you are and then share a little bit of the story about how back Gate prayers really came about. 
We'd love to do that. My name is Ray Lynn. I've been married to Greg, my husband, for 40 years. We celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary last August. We have four boys, three of whom are married. And a year ago, last December, I became a grandma for the first time. So life has just been really full and fun, and um, I've enjoyed that part of the journey. My role at Backgate Prayers is kind of um, writer and bookkeeper, but my favorite part is that I'm the shipping expert. And so I get to put all of the packages together, and before I take them to the mailbox, I get to pray over these prayer cards. And so exciting to see the number of people that are in our Backgate Prayers family that are praying for loved ones. And so that's my job. Kristen, you get to go next. Yeah, it's a great segue because I'm married to one of Raylan and Greg's sons. Adam is my husband. We've been married for four years now, and we just had our first baby, Olivia. She is 13 months old and just such a joy. And it's super cool having become a mom while running this business on the side and just really feeling the impact these prayers have for moms are prayers geared towards children. That's just kind of a cool thing I've been able to feel in a new way. My role at Backgate Prayers is the designer, marketer, web keeper. <laughs> so all things visual and marketing are kind of my role. I helped design the product and kind of how the form factor is that it sits in the stand, all of that. Super fun. And I'm Lisa, and I am married to my husband, Bill. We've been married just shy of 30 years. It'll be 30 in September. And we have two boys. Caleb and Joshua, and they are fairly recent college grads and just starting out and figuring out life. So it's been fun to look through the prayers that I've been praying for them through the years and seeing how God has been answering those prayers in in their lives. So my role at Batgate Prayers is to, uh, Ray Lynn and I actually do the writing of the prayers And so that's one of the biggest components of that. And then I do all the client interaction and responding to emails, trying to keep everything in order in our inbox. So (laughs) as the orders come in. I love the synergy of all three of you working together just to create this beautiful product. And I'd love for you to share the story about how it came about because it's such a fun, unique story to just create this beautiful product that now honors God and families and children. Erica, it's so exciting to be able to share this because God is always up to something and you can believe it's for our good. This is a perfect example of his goodness working out in people's lives. It started late one summer night in year 2016. Greg and I were sitting on our back patio having dinner And uh, the last of our four boys was now in college. The other three have taken flight and our home was pretty quiet. And when you think of four boys, it was never quiet. So I was kind of enjoying this, but we're not going to tell everyone that. But um, our neighbor right behind us, her backyard butted up to our backyard and um, she had just put her house on the market. And because I was kind of liking the quietness, I was a little 
shall I say, concerned about maybe who would be moving in and and what would be uh, the trajectory going forward. And Greg said to me at that point, Rayland, let's just pray about this and let's let God move in who he wants to have move into that house. Let's just trust him that he has our best interest in mind and that it would be his will to be done. So we prayed right there on our back patio, looking at, at our backyard. It wasn't about one hour later that we were in the front yard talking to some neighbors when a white van started driving by very slowly. Now, we know most everyone in our neighborhood by face, if not by name, but not this white van. And a few minutes went by as we were chatting some more. And would you believe it came around again? But this time, the driver's window was rolled down and the driver had his arm at an angle outside of the window. And they slowed down. And Bill, the driver of the van, said, hey, we're looking for a new home and we're interested in your neighborhood. Can you tell us about it? Well, my husband, Greg, being the guy that he is, stepped towards the van and said, well, you know, we're pretty protective about our neighborhood. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you first? How's that for making friends and influencing people? But I want to tell you the connections were amazing. They loved the Lord. They served the Lord in a college setting that one of my sons had been involved in. Their children were looking at some of the same colleges that my kids had gone to. I was just blown away by all of the connections. Only God would have done that. And so after meeting them, we walked over to Ruth's house. They drove over to Ruth's house. And I think it was within 48 hours, they had signed a purchase agreement for that house. And oh my goodness, a new sense of, wow, what is God going to be doing just really entered into my soul. I just want you to know a path between our two houses became a familiar walk tea, meeting for coffee, game nights, doing puzzles. And this was so cool being in Minnesota during the winter. This was the first time in 25 years that I shoveled, a snow shoveled path appeared from my back door to Lisa's back door so we could even get together during the middle of the winter. We shared so many experiences. We shared our lives and we shared our treasures. And I'm going to let Lisa pick up the story here because she shared with me a treasure that changed our lives. So go for it, Lisa. Tell her what you showed me at the back gate. Thanks, Raylan. Gosh, a long time ago when my, when my children were about two and four, a girlfriend and I got together and we created this. Guys, what do you call that? I call it a tripod. So it was it was a spiral bound tent thing and it had scripture verses that we had written our kids names into and we created these for our husbands for Father's Day. And on each one was a picture of my son, one of my sons and their names written into scripture. And so my friend Jill and I created these gifted them to our husbands for Father's Day. And throughout the years, at some point, I kind of took it back from him. And so that's what I used to pray for my boys. And so every day I would flip over a page and pray for a different scripture over my boys. And so that's what I shared with Ray Lynn or as she was over at the house and saw it. And then at some point after we had been living there maybe a year and a half or so, Ray Lynn's like, let's start a business. And 
honestly, between the three of us, none of us have ever taken a business class in our life. So God put some great people to walk alongside us to help us come up with a business plan to help us. I don't do stuff that we didn't even know we knew how to do. And then that's when we brought Kristen into the uh, the group, knowing what an amazing job she does, just the look that everything she does is beautiful. And so we needed her to come in and kind of update this spiral bound thing to make it beautiful like it is. And so Kristen, maybe you can jump in here. Yeah. So being a graphic designer and engaged to Raylan's son, she ran this business idea by me and was like, Hey, is there anything that you feel like you could help us with? Would you be interested? Kind of help us get this off the ground. And I was like, absolutely. I'd love to. And as we kind of talked through the personalized nature of the product with children's photos and having people send those in and their kids' names being in prayers, it kind of turned into, well, I think I need to be just like part of the business because I need to I need to design each one of these individually for for customers. So we've kind of worked through the design of the product, updating it from that spiral bound form factor to be something that was individual cards, could be displayed in your home to remind you to pray every day. So we kind of came up with that design and then just the design of the cards and the branding and just kind of a fun fact about the branding. So the name Backgate Prayers kind of has revealed itself here, you know, the shared Backgate But our logo is kind of three fence posts to kind of symbolize a gate, but also symbolize the three crosses as well when Jesus died for us. So just kind of a fun little fact about the branding and just the pieces that I get to be a part of. So, yeah, that's kind of how I came into the picture. And then we launched and here we are a couple years later. What a fantastic story. Erica, I just wanted to add that when I held Lisa's treasure, I just said to myself, more people need to do this. I needed this. I wanted encouragement. I wanted promptings to pray for my children, to encourage me to keep up the good fight for my kids. And um, and if I felt like I needed that, I wondered how many other people could use that encouragement to pray for those that they love. And so out of that came the desire to share what had been shared with me with others. And um, it's been a great journey. Five years and um, we're, we're moving strong, moving forward. And we have so many people praying for those that they love. And we know that when we pray, God works. So we're so excited about that. It's just a fantastic story. Your story is really God-ordained, as you were talking about, just how you're praying for the neighbor, and then the neighbor came, and it was also a Christian, and Lisa and her husband, and then just this backgate story and what she had created for her husband and how you, Raylin, had held that and thought, oh my goodness, like there's an answer here. There's something here that's more, and how you took action on the business is just fantastic. And how amazing that you are taking something that is for families and for prayers and you've 
really kind of embodied that in your business. So I think that's beautiful. And I would love to jump in now to really talk about and showcase five of the prayers that are in your prayer cards. Um, And these are prayer cards that I own of my own. I own these. You actually, Raylan, you were so kind to send me um, a, a bundle of them. And so I've been reading through them with my husband and they're just beautiful. And I know there's many women like me. And as you had mentioned, same with you, where you just don't know what to say. You don't know what to pray and to have those actual words really really helps. And then as you continue to pray these prayers, you can kind of put in some language of your own. So I'd like to get started really by going through this first one that comes in the deck of the marriage cards, and that is the Christ-like love. So Raylene, if you could get us started with the Christ-like love and what that prayer is and what those verses are to really have that Christ-like love in your marriage. Erica, I think this is so great that we begin with the end in mind. And um, this card, it comes from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. And it says this, Give us a Christ-like love for each other, a love that is patient and kind, not jealous, boastful, arrogant, or rude. May we not insist on our own way, be irritable, or act resentful. Let us rejoice in what is right. Empower us to believe, hope, and endure all things. There's no way that we can pray this with and for our husbands if we do not have proof in our life of being regenerated. We need to be able to say, we belong to Christ. You know, we have this sin nature that separates us from a holy God. And um, God in his love created a a way for that barrier to be broken and for the relationship to be restored. We all know that this is through only the gift of his son, Jesus, and that he saved us from this sinful nature that we express daily. What an awesome way for God to say, I'm giving you a savior. I'm saving you from this um, sinful nature. And when he saves us, we are allowed to take what vertically he creates and his love comes through us. And then we can horizontally pass it on to um, our husbands, to our children, to friends, whomever God brings into our path. But there's no way that we can do what we can do with, with that. We can express this love if we don't have Christ in the center of our lives. Just think about the marriages that will be changed as we pray for one another to be patient to be kind, to uh, rejoice in what is right, to believe in one another, to hope, and then to endure. I can tell you in 40 years of marriage, Greg and I have been up and down and all around. And um, we need we need to hold on to each other. And in holding on to each other, we are holding on to our Savior who helps us um, maneuver through um, what life brings us. So ultimately, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 is an an amazing group of verses that we need to be prompting ourselves to be reading and thinking about and then allowing God to work through us. That's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And one that we hear, I believe, in, in people doing their vows and getting married. It's just a gorgeous few verses that the Lord has given us to help us be Christ-like in our relationships, not only marriage, but just with others, like you said, to center in Him, be like 
him. How beautiful that we have a God that allows us to be able to grow and learn and develop more into the relationships that we have. So our first prayer, Erica, is this. It's praying for a Christ-centered marriage. May we love you, Jesus, above all others, including each other. Help us not to hold one another to expectations that only can be met by you in our lives. Motivate us to seek you, trust you, and love you with all our heart, our soul, strength, and mind. And it's when we put him first, then we're able to exhibit these um, attributes and these behaviors towards one another going forward in our marriage. It's awesome. It is awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Yes, this is an absolutely, I think the number one thing, and that's why I wanted to talk about it, number one, is having that Christ-like love. Because without the Christ-like love, we everything else that we talk about, all these other prayers, can't really happen. Because if God's not at the center of your marriage, the center of everything that you do, um, then we're, we're really missing it. And we're not going to get that full effect of what God has intended for us, and especially in our marriages. So I would like to talk next about intimacy, because intimacy is so important. It's also something that we don't talk about a ton in Christianity. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that at church, and it's not always sexual intimacy. It's, um, you know, relationship, just having that intimacy, that closeness with one another. So Kristen, I would love for you to talk about intimacy and the prayer that you have created to really help women focus on intimacy in their marriage. Absolutely. So the prayer on intimacy that we have is help us cultivate the joy of becoming one in marriage. Teach us to risk being known and lovingly pursue intimacy. Give us courage to be unashamed in our relationship. Enable us to love unconditionally, honor faithfully, and submit to one another humbly. Then the verses that go along with that are James 1.17, Song of Solomon 7, 1 through 9, Genesis 2.25, and Ephesians 4.32. And this is one we wanted to make sure we included because, like you said, it's so important. You have this marriage ceremony where you symbolically become one, but then there's kind of all the pieces that come after that, you know, physically becoming one, becoming unified in your mission together and what your life looks like and all of those things. And so intimacy is the way that you do that. And it's something that often is new. I mean, it kind of depends where you came from, past relationships. There's a lot of things that people carry into a marriage expectations and all of those kinds of things that kind of need to be broken down. And so this prayer was written with the intention to help couples come together in that and be open and have something to bring before the Lord in regards to intimacy. Two things. I love how it brings joy into intimacy, how you talk about bringing joy into intimacy and having that be something that can be that we celebrate with, with joy, having that intimacy with one another. And then to not be ashamed, to be unashamed as in your relationship. And as, like you said, you're kind of unpacking maybe some of that baggage from your past experiences or your upbringing, whatever it may be, and to be unashamed and to connect with one another and really create that intimacy. I love that. So beautiful. Totally. And to remember that God created intimacy 
to be beautiful. So yeah, like you're saying, not to be ashamed and that it's a beautiful part of marriage that we get to experience. Mm-hmm. And being intimate with the Lord too. You know, that's something that he wants with us is that intimate relationship. And so going back to that recentering and being one with the Lord and then having that intimacy with him will then trickle down in your marriage to be able to feel comfortable and unashamed to have that intimacy with your partner. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to chat about the role as a wife, because when you get married, I think you have all these fun butterflies and this vision of being a wife and what that looks like. And then I'm six years in, and I would say that I don't always do the best job about being a wife. (laughs) And so I need to remind myself that I not only have the role as a mom and a business owner and, you know, all the other hats that I wear, but also a wife. I think a lot of times for me, and I'm just speaking for myself, that I think, okay, my husband's an adult and he can kind of handle things on his own and, and he's got it. And I don't do the best job about tending to our marriage and my role as a wife. So this is one in particular to me that really hits home. So I'd love for you to walk through that prayer. Yeah. And as broken people, it's good to have this prayer to come back to you to remind ourselves how to be a good wife. So I'll go ahead and read the prayer here. So you have blessed me with the role of being my husband's helper, a name you call yourself. Remind me that my worth is found in you. As I aspire to pure and reverent conduct, use my words and actions to joyfully respect and support my husband's leadership. The verses that go along with that are Genesis 2.18, Psalm 54.4, 1 Peter 3.1-12, and Ephesians 5.15-33. Yeah, I think it's really cool that in this prayer we tried to call to attention that being your husband's helper is a name that God calls himself and what a privilege and a blessing it is to be a helper and to come under your husband's leadership. And that can be seen as a gift and not something that's like, you know, oh, I have to do this, this, or this, or I have to listen, or that submit word that people often are triggered by. It actually is a it is a blessing and God created our roles as husband and wife to be complimentary. Um And yeah, so just to have this prayer um, to come back to throughout our busy lives to remind ourselves that it's a blessing to be a wife and to be your husband's helper. I love how you called attention to that because I think so often in today's culture, and I think it's a wonderful thing um, that women have the opportunity that we do, you know, that we can do basically anything now that you know, a hundred years ago that we couldn't do, which is fantastic. But I think one of the things that we've lost is that biblical principle that you talk about, that we are our husband's helper and they are the leader of our household. And a lot of times I have to remember that. Um, And like you said, that submit word is really tough because I am a go-getter gal and I'm feisty sometimes. (laughs) And I have to remember that, you know, although I have all this opportunity now, which is amazing, I still need to go back to that biblical principle of my husband is the leader in our household and I need to respect him and know that, like you said, it is a privilege to help support one another and serve one another. So we're coming alongside one another, but then also respecting that he is a leader in our home. So thank you for calling attention to that. Yeah, for sure. All right. The next one is one that we talk about a lot. 
in marriage because it's something that we forget to do a lot, which is communication. (laughs) Communication is one of those things that often gets lost and I know why, at least in my day-to-day, we have two kids running around like crazy. And so if we get like two sentences in, in a day, just actually connected with each other, that's amazing. So this prayer is fantastic because it helped me recenter on why it's so important to have communication in the marriage. So Lisa, if you could talk on that communication prayer, that would be wonderful. The prayer is, teach us to speak with carefully chosen, kind, and encouraging words using restraint when needed. Let us experience grace-filled mutual understanding as our ability to listen matures. May our gift of words to each other be sweet like honey to our souls. The verses are Colossians 3, 8 and 12, James 1, 19, Proverbs 13, 23, and Proverbs 16, 24. I'd say one of the, the things about this prayer that we... And I would say we've tried to incorporate this into all of our prayers is just that we, we're we just painting the picture of what scripture says and tells us to do, and we're kind of putting it all together. So in these prayers, if you look up each one of these verses, maybe one gives you an action point as to what to do. One is an instructional thing. One, like the end of this one, may our gift of words to each other, be sweet like honey to our souls. Like we can all envision what honey to our souls is like. And to think, oh, our words should be that way. How many times are they not that way? And so even in writing these prayers and the scriptures they were based on, we really tried to just pull out what what is God telling us in his word to do? And how can we form that into a prayer that resonates with people and yet gives them a vision of, okay, this is maybe what I don't do. And then this is what I should do. Which for me is the carefully chosen, kind and encouraging words. (laughs) So again, when I'm having those conversations with my husband, those two sentences often, I don't always bring those words because we're in a hectic situation. And I feel like I can maybe bark orders, uh, you know, Delaney needs this or Benton needs that and not choosing my words kindly. So this is a great prayer to remember that. And like you said, that sweet like honey to our souls. My goodness. Hello, Ray Lynn and Lisa for your beautiful words that you have written that just paints a wonderful picture of what our words can do. And if we specifically choose those words that to be kind and caring, how wonderful um, that can be sweet as honey. Lisa, let's talk about joy. So part of this podcast is to really instill joy in women's lives. And so that's why I wanted to talk about specifically your joy prayer. So if you could go ahead and talk about your joy prayer and what that really means. Sure. Praying for joy. Praise you, Jesus, for the joy given to us by the Holy Spirit. As you rejoice over us, may we rejoice over each other. Fill our mouths with laughter and our lips with gladness. Through life's ups and downs, remind us that your presence alone is our joy. And that's based on 1 Thessalonians 1.6, Isaiah 62.5, Job 8.21, and Psalm 16.11. 
I know that we all, and Raylan even talked about this in their 40 years of marriage and our almost 30 years of marriage, you go through a lot of ups and downs as a married couple. And I think to, to help us focus that our joy really comes from the Lord, that we're going to go through hard times. We're going to go through times where we're not happy with our husband. We're not happy with our life situations, but we need to be reminded that our ultimate Joy comes from God, and He is unchanging. He's never going to change. He is our foundation, and that even when things don't seem joyful on the outside with our circumstances or whatever, we can look to Him for that ultimate joy. And that I think we need to have joy in our marriages. And sometimes I think we don't even pray for joy in our marriages. We we pray that we get along or, or whatever, but I feel like there's such a richness to the word joy that we just needed to include it in this prayer set for our marriages. Yeah. And what struck me too is to have Jesus be our joy. I think so often we can look to our husbands to provide joy for us and forget that really our joy comes from the Lord. And then again, like we've said, it just all trickles down and we can find joy in our marriage because we found joy in the Lord and what he's provided us. I love that. I love that. I love that. Ladies, these prayers are just so beautiful. And again, your story is amazing on how the Lord has just connected the three of you to create something that really is empowering families and marriages and children for generations to come. You know, they say prayers, prayers that you pray today may not happen for a century to come. So the prayers that you do today can really just have a trajectory for the generations in your family. So you are doing something so amazing for future families, for future marriages, for future children that are not even in this world right now. So thank you so much for creating something that's just so beautiful like that. Before we go, I would love for you to tell the listeners how they can connect with you for social media and then really where they can purchase these cards. Like I said, I have my own and then I also bought some for my friends and family this past Christmas and they're such a nice gift to have for birthdays, celebrations, um, anniversaries, Christmas, whatever it is, or just because. What a beautiful just because gift. So if you could let them know where to find you and connect. For sure. So our website is backgateprayers.com. And then we're also on social media. So Instagram at backgateprayers. Um, we have a Facebook page as well. Again, just backgateprayers. Yeah. Shop our website. And like you said, they're great gifts. Just such a, a beautiful way to share encouragement with friends. Wonderful. I'd love to add one more thing. One of the things about these cards that I love is that if you're not having joy in life and you feel like you want to camp on that one prayer for a month at a time or two days at a time or whatever, we purposely designed them so that there weren't, it wasn't a calendar. So you didn't feel like you had to flip through the days. So for me, the prayer that I've been praying for a long time is just for our community life and that we would be settled and that we would find like-minded people. And so that one's been in the front of my stack for, for a long time. And I've seen how God's answered those prayers. And I'm thinking specifically of 
being able to use these almost as a journal, a prayer journal too, and actually write on them dates that God has answered those prayers or ways that he's answered those prayers in your marriage. And then every time you go through your stack, you come back and you're like, yes, God is answering these prayers. And here's a set example as to how. So I just wanted to throw that in there as ways for women to use these and to really just be able to see how God is answering these prayers in their lives. Oh, that's gorgeous. I love that. And I just had this idea in my marketing brain. I was like, you could create a journal with these as well and then have pages for women to to write down how God's answered their prayers. So I'm putting a little nugget of that in there as my marketing product brain is going here. <laughs> Well, ladies, thank you so very much for taking the time to walk us through the prayers and sharing your heart for families and specifically marriages today. Really, really appreciate you in all that you do. Thanks for having us, Erica. We're so excited that we were able to share back eight prayers with you. We hope that many other women will take advantage of these prayers and it will prompt them to become closer to their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and as a result, to their husbands and their children. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Prayer changes things, and it can change your marriage and your heart. After I recorded this episode, I received a text from my friend to whom I gifted a set of marriage prayer cards. Her text said, Thank you so much for the marriage prayer and devotion cards. They're making an impact, and God is so good. I've been meditating on one each week, and it's been good for my heart as a wife. A first-hand testimony of how specific prayers can change everything. So I encourage you to listen to this episode as often as you need, write down the prayers that spoke to you, and start praying and meditating on them. For the complete set of marriage prayer cards, check out the show notes and grab the special Faith Inspired Podcast discount code created for you to use on your first order. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more ladies could be blessed with faith-inspired marriages. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.